Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and I know that healthy relationships, deep self-trust, and confidence can only come from one place, your thoughts. Join me as I share my best life coaching tools and turn you into a Thought Boss. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to talk to you today because I'm going to help you just like I help my clients with one of the biggest things that my clients struggle with. This is episode 48, when people think bad things about you. So I've got three tools for you today, and I want you to listen closely if you're somebody who struggles with always worrying about what other people are thinking about you. I know this is a super common problem, and I just want to help you solve it today once and for all. So without further ado, tool number one, recognizing that the things that you think other people are thinking about you, you're probably actually only thinking them about yourself. Now I know that you will swear up and down. I know what they're thinking about me. Like I just know she gave me that look. She did this thing. I just know what she's thinking. And here's the truth. You just need to stop torturing yourself because you don't know. You cannot read minds. You don't know what she's thinking about you. The truth is you're self-conscious about something and then you're projecting those thoughts onto other people when they look insecure or they look upset or they look frustrated or however they look or whatever they're saying, whatever they're doing, we're assuming that they're thinking certain things about us. Now, what if somebody came from like a foreign country and they were giving you a certain look and they were actually thinking something about you, but like something that was completely unfamiliar to you. Like if they were like from Japan and they thought that you looked like a geisha or something, you can't read their mind. You don't know what they're thinking about you because their thoughts are unique to them. Notice how the same things come up Every time that you meet people that quote, don't like you, they tend to be the same thoughts that you've had for a really long time. So these are just triggers that we have. These are insecurities that we have. And we tend to think that other people are thinking those things about us when really it's not true at all. These thoughts are only your thoughts. Now, the reason it's important to know this is that your thoughts about you matter. So let's just assume any time that you hear in your mind the words, they think this about me, just change it to, I think this about me. Now, most of those things are not going to be positive because remember, your brain has a negativity bias. Your brain is trying to keep you alive, which means it's here to warn you about everything that might be dangerous to you. And so when it's out there looking for bad things that might hurt you, it's going to include other people's negative thoughts about you. It's not actually reading their minds. It's just assuming that this is a threat. Now we know the truth, which is that those thoughts are not actually their thoughts. They're your thoughts. But just knowing that our brain has a negativity bias is really helpful because when those things come in, here's a couple things that you can do with them. So let's say, for instance, you're at some kind of event or activity and you see someone and maybe they give you a look or they look you up and down or something like that. Your brain is instantly going to tell you the one thing that you're insecure about that day. They think my legs are fat. They think my hair is greasy, whatever it is. 
So you're going to change that to, I think my legs are fat. I think my hair looks greasy. And then you can be like, oh yeah, like that's actually true. I actually do think those things. Now we're not going to stop there. You might want to stop there because you're going to think those things are just true about me. I do have greasy hair. I do have fat legs. I'm just an ugly person and there's nothing I can do about it. Okay. We always go to this extreme. If this is you, listen up. Your thoughts about you, they matter. I remember I was coaching a client one time and it wasn't necessarily on other people's thoughts about her, although for sure that came up. She just made some kind of like random comment about her body, like that she looked like a cow or something, which if you said that to anybody else, it would be so extremely rude and offensive, at least here in America, right? I don't know if that's like a positive thing anywhere else, but here that's not a nice thing. And I said, hey, you're not allowed to say that to yourself. And she said, what? It's just me. Like if somebody else said it, like I'd be really hurt, but it's just me. But here's the truth. Your thoughts about you, they matter more than the thoughts other people have about you. The reason is that your thoughts are creating your reality all the time. So I want you to think about what happens when you live your life by the motto I'm just a fat cow. Or when those thoughts are in your head a lot. I'm going to call it a motto because when you think something over and over and over again, even if it's not like an out loud word in your head where you're actually saying it, but when you're just kind of like reaffirming it and you're continuing to believe something, your brain is just going to light up that part of your brain over and over again. It's like it's like it's sending a car down a track that it has already made. It doesn't want to think new thoughts. It just wants to think old thoughts. And so if one of the thoughts you have about yourself is I'm a cow, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, then your brain is always going to be lighting up that path and reaffirming it. Think about how it feels though, when you think that. Like I know you might have thick skin. I know you are like, oh, it doesn't really affect me. But the truth is, when we think I'm a cow, guess how we feel? Ashamed. We feel shame about who we are. Even if we try to cover it up with a little bit of laughing and a little bit of joking, the truth is, like, that makes us feel really bad. It feels awful to think that I'm a cow, I'm a fat cow. It's a terrible thought to think. So when you feel bad because of that thought, think about how you treat your body. Are you taking care of it? Are you exercising? Are you feeding it the things that it's going to actually like and that are going to make you feel good a hundred percent no because shame always leads us to wanting to cover up shame and so we cover that up by giving ourselves like high levels of sugar or zoning out on our phone instead of exercising we're not doing the hard thing to take care of our body because we're feeling shame from our thought that we're a fat cow you might think it's a positive like helpful thought to think that you're a cow you're like oh it's going to motivate me to exercise nope it doesn't it makes you feel terrible there are plenty of other thoughts that we can think that do not have to be really rude to you to get you to exercise and they can be from a place of love instead of shame and that's a topic for another day but the truth is your thoughts about you they matter more than anybody else's thoughts about you and it's not just about your body it's about who you are so quickest way to figure out what am I thinking about myself on like a daily basis 
is to just kind of like keep your notes open in your phone. If you have an iPhone, go use the notes app, or I'm sure Android has a cooler and better notes app that you could find and just pull it up. And randomly throughout the day, when your brain says, when you hear in your mind, the words, they're thinking this about me, or I think they think this about me, or you could just ask yourself randomly, what do I think they're thinking about me right now? Guarantee those are your thoughts about you. Go write them down in your notes pad. And by the end of the day, I bet you'll have like 20 or 30 thoughts that you actually have about yourself. Now, here's the thing that you need to do with those. We need to change those thoughts because they're probably not serving you. Most of those are going to be negative. We just have a negativity bias. There's nothing wrong with that. We're retraining our brain. That's why we're turning you into a thought boss. We don't want your your thoughts to just boss you around. We don't want We don't want them to tell you what to think about you. And so we're going to look at that list now from a curious place and not from a shameful place. There's nothing wrong with you for having these thoughts in your head. You're a human being and you're designed to look for everything that's bad and everything that's negative. So we're going to be like, all right, those are the thoughts that are in my head and that's okay. I have plenty of these thoughts and here's how I attack them. Here's how I make sure that they're not getting in the way of what, like who I want to be. Number one, I look at them and I decide they're just thoughts. They're just words in my head and I don't have to believe them. And so the next time that my brain wants to offer it to me, I will just say something like, maybe that's true, but maybe not. It's possible that I'm actually really good at this thing or it's possible that I'm getting better at this thing, or it's possible that it's okay for me to not be good at this thing right now. So for instance, like a big thing that comes up with me is that I'm not very organized. I'm just not a very organized person. I'm not good at keeping things clean because I have ADHD. And number one, I don't even know if I have ADD or ADHD, doesn't matter. The point is this thought comes up a lot for me. And the thing that I always have to tell myself is like, it's safe for me to not be great at this right now. Like, it's okay for me to take some time to figure out why I do this and to change it if I want to, but I'm not going to love myself any less for this. So all those things that if you're looking at the list and you're thinking, well, this is a fact and this is a fact and this is a fact, you could just look at it and be like, maybe, like it's possible that part of this is true and that's okay. And it doesn't actually mean anything about like who I am in my soul, who I really truly am. There's a real lack of perfect people in this world, unfortunately. I mean, actually, it's pretty fortunate because I wouldn't want to be surrounded by perfect people. That would be really hard. But I think like we could probably get really, really good at being humans, like full of lots of love and kindness and like good at the things we do. If we had maybe like a few thousand years of practice but the average lifespan is like 80 years or less so it's really really possible that you're going to get to the end of your life and you're still going to be a flawed human knowing that what do you want to think about yourself now I don't want you to just like write a list of fluffy things like I'm amazing and I'm so good at this and I'm so good at this it's not going to click for your brain The first place you have to go is acceptance of where your thought is right now. So if your thought is I'm unorganized or I'm messy, 
maybe we just want to find the actual truth of that, which is like, sometimes I leave things out and it means nothing about me. Sometimes I leave things out and I'm working on figuring out how to be more organized because that's actually the truth. Your brain is not good at telling you like the good news. (laughs) Okay. It, It doesn't come to you in the morning and it's like, I have bad news and good news. Like, what do you want to hear first? It's not like that. It's just like, I have bad news. It's only bad news. All about you, all about other people. You're the worst. Other people are better than you. Just this repeat story that our brain is designed to tell us because it thinks that that's going to get us to survive. It's so interesting. All right. Tool number two. So, so tool number one as a recap is the things other people are thinking about you the things you think they're thinking about you. Those are actually your thoughts about you. Write them down, figure it out. And then from a curious place, just decide if you want to keep those thoughts. You don't have to keep them. You don't have to keep any of them. You don't even have to like tell yourself it's okay that I'm like this. You just be like, I'm just never going to think that thought again because it has never served me. Thoughts are just words in your head. We made them up. They're not true. We think we're telling ourselves the truth all the time when really we're just telling ourselves our version of what we think we're seeing in the world. Everybody else has different thoughts about the same things that you're seeing. And the truth is like maybe somewhere in there, but don't believe your thoughts just because they popped up in your head. And by thoughts, I just mean like sentences that are in your head, words that are in your head, like inklings, feelings, things that are happening in your head don't just believe them. Get curious. Okay. So step step or tool number two. What about if somebody that's close to you does tell you what they actually think about you and you're worried that it's actually true? So something that somebody said to me a long time ago was, if you want to hear the truth, ask Nicole. And I was so hurt by this. And I just thought, oh, that just means like I'm really bold, but in a bad way. Like I say things that are really hurtful. I just made it mean all sorts of things about me. And this was an important person in my life that I valued their opinion basically just because they were older than me. And I had grown up like valuing this person's opinion. And so when that thought of theirs came to me, which by the way, when people tell us their actual thoughts, they're not really telling us their actual thoughts. Like they're telling us the version that they want us to hear. And so even when their words are about us, we can guarantee it's coming from a place of like, you know, if they're saying negative things about us, it's coming from a place of like, they don't like themselves. Because when I think something like I don't like myself and I feel ashamed, I'm going to turn it on to the person that like is going to make me feel better because like they're worse than me. And so if they don't like something in themselves, they're definitely going to tell you that that's a flaw in you. So this person's judgment of me wasn't necessarily true and it wasn't even necessarily about me. Okay. But let's say that I believed this thing that they said to me because I did and it really hurt me. What do you do then? What if you're like, this person said this about me 
that's their thoughts about me and it's actually really true and then you just feel really bad about yourself for the rest of your life that's option one (laughs) option two is to ask yourself if it's a problem that like if if this thing was actually true would it be a problem so for instance Nicole is really bold and she will tell you the truth. Our brain just decided, like my brain just decided that that was a problem. But then when I think about it, I'm like, wait a second. What if that's a really good thing? What if people totally can rely on me to tell them the truth and the truth can like set them free and help them feel better and make sure that they don't ever get stuck somewhere because I will always tell them what's going on in their head. Like, what if this is actually not a problem? Like, it's not a problem for me. You get to decide that it's not a problem for you, even if it seems like a problem for them. That's really what they're saying to you is I don't like this thing about you. It hurts me. It bothers me. It doesn't jive with like, my values. I don't think you should be like this. And instead of taking that and being like, oh yeah, I'm doing something wrong. You could be like, all right, like that's okay. Like their, their experience is totally valid for them. But what do I think about this? Because when I think about this, I'm like, oh, I'm actually really glad that I tell the truth that I'm really bold in what I say. Maybe sometimes I offend people And maybe that's something that I'll work on, but I like this trait in me. Like, it's okay. I don't want to not tell the truth. I don't want to not be bold. I don't want to people please and just make people feel good all the time. Like I I would like to tell the truth. Now, what if it's something else that you're like, no, it's, this is not a good thing at all. Um, like for instance, this, the other character trait that I'm afraid is true about me, which is that I'm messy and I'm unorganized. It seems really true that that's just something that's, um, that we just don't like, like as a society, that's a unfavorable, like undesirable character trait. And what if they said it, that's their thought about me. And I think that it's actually probably true that I'm going to take it. And I'm going to say, okay, is it possible that this thing is true? Yeah, it's possible. And is it possible that it's not a problem? Well, I don't know. Maybe sometimes it is a problem, right? Like if I leave things out, there's like a lot of clutter for the eyes and it bothers me mentally. And it's also like harder to clean because I get distracted with like, I'm cleaning this thing and now it's time to clean this thing. So yeah, maybe it's true that I'm like a little messy and I'm unorganized and I'm like not very efficient. But what if it could be true and there's still nothing wrong with me? I don't think we're here to be perfect. That's my honest, real belief. I think we're here on this earth as human beings right now I don't think this is our only existence. I think it's a little speck in the expanse of eternity. And I think the purpose of this part of our like eternal selves and our eternal lives is to just have an experience of being human. Like what if you're just supposed to be like that for the rest of your life? 
I think if we spend so much time, you know, I've definitely done this before. I'm like, okay, what are all the negative things people think about me? And how can I make sure that I change it like really quickly and I make it a positive experience for everybody and like make sure nobody could ever say anything negative about me. Then we just spend our lives trying to make other people feel comfortable and trying to be perfect in this way that other people think we should be perfect. And to me, that's kind of soul crushing. Like you could do that. What you're really trying to do is avoid the negative emotion of, of being imperfect. But what if you were like, I'm imperfect and I own that and I'm okay with that. And I still love myself regardless of my level or status of perfection. So here's your job. It's not your job to know all the negative things about you. Please do not go to all the people that you know and ask them, what do you think of me? Tell me all the things I need to change. Do not do that. Not allowed. I, I will never tell my clients to do that. <laughs> Some therapists will tell you to do that. Like to go to other people and see what they think. And that just causes way more problems because what other people think is not the truth anyway. Like what you think is not the truth, but what they think is not the truth either. So when, if I were to ever use the terminology, your truth, that to me just means what you decide is true. And there are some things that are actually true. Like according to God, these things are true. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is like the opinions you're allowed to have about your life, about yourself. You just get to decide what's true about you and You don't have to tell yourself the whole truth if it's painful, if it's hurtful. You don't have to focus on the parts of you that are not perfect. Because ask yourself, what happens when on a daily basis, my mind is focused on the places where I'm totally messing it up? I feel bad about myself. And then guess what? When I'm feeling bad, it's impossible to be my best self. It truly is. So... The purpose of our thoughts is to get us to act in a way that gives us results that we actually want. If you want to, if you want your results to be that you feel bad and you people please for your whole entire life, then go ahead and wake yourself up with all the terrible things about you. If you want to live a life that's true and authentic to you, that feels joyful, that allows you to serve and love and give to your best ability on this earth while you have this short human life, you can't just believe the first thing that pops into your head. And you can't focus on the things that you think are negative about you. I just ignore the things that I don't think are good about me. Like sometimes it's helpful if I'm really having a problem to be like, all right, how am I causing this problem and how could I fix it? But what's not helpful is just to sit in this swirling thought tornado of I'm the worst at this, I'm terrible at this, I'm so behind at this. But that's the natural place our brain goes, unfortunately. Just being humans, it thinks. Like your brain actually is designed and wired as a human being right now to survive and only to survive and it thinks to survive I've got to be as good as possible which just means I've got to make sure other people approve of me and that way 
I'll be safe and I will survive. And that's the opposite of what you're actually, your soul is here to do. You're not here to just be safe and you're going to be safe regardless of what other people think of you. So your brain's lying anyway, but gosh, what a waste for us to spend this life just trying to please other people and just trying to be the person that other people want us to be. I don't want to be who that person wants me to be. I just want to be me. And when you decide, all right, it's going to be really uncomfortable because my brain thinks I'm unsafe to ignore what they think about me. You got to sit with that uncomfortable feeling and you got to continually assure yourself, I'm safe. I know I'm safe. It's safe for me to be me. I love to repeat, like if, if there are any kind of good affirmations, I love to start them with I'm safe or it's safe. It's safe to be me. It's safe for other people to have thoughts about me. It's safe for other people to have negative thoughts about me. It's even safe for my friends to have negative thoughts about me. It's possible that I'm still going to be safe when other people think bad things about me. It's safe for me to just focus on what's going right and what I'm doing well and to keep doing those things. Okay, so this is perfect because it just leads right into tool number three, which is set up boundaries where you need to. The unfortunate truth is that some people are just never going to be nice to you. And I want you to give yourself permission to not spend any more time around them than you actually have to. In the coaching world, it's really easy to say, well, like it's my problem. It's my fault that I'm feeling insecure and I should just fix that. And then I can be around anybody. And while that's potentially true, it's also really rude to yourself to continually put yourself in a situation that feels so incredibly uncomfortable that you want to barf. Now there's ways to improve the way that you're feeling, but you never have to make yourself be around somebody who is making their thoughts, their very negative thoughts, vocal for you to hear and aiming them towards you. You don't have to be around, quote, mean people. It's not like a coaching rule that you just always have to be testing yourself and testing your skills and your confidence. You could just decide this person is not very fun to be around. I'm not going to spend time around them. Or if it's a person that I spend a lot of time around and I don't have a choice, I'm going to set up really clear boundaries. I'm going to make sure that they know it's not okay for you to talk to me like that. And if you do talk to me like that, here's what's going to happen. I will leave. I will go talk to a superior or HR. Um, I will have to like spend some time away from you whatever it is you set up the boundary to where you're in a powerful place a boundary is not about telling somebody else i don't like what you're doing and you have to stop a boundary is when you say this type of behavior is not acceptable to me and things things that for instance might not be acceptable are like blatantly being like very rude, right? Like calling you names or um, picking on your flaws or yelling at you or hitting you or getting in your space or disrupting your time. Like you're allowed to decide what those boundaries are. It's not, it's not just like this thing makes me uncomfortable, but it's like a normal thing for people to say. It's this is my boundary. This is 
behavior that's at, it's dangerous to my health and my time, my safety, my well-being, whatever it is. And if you continue, this is what I will do to remove myself. This is what I will do in response to you. Just so they know, listen, it's not okay for you to talk to me like this. If you're on the phone with somebody, like your cousin, and your cousin is being really rude to you, and you don't want that behavior to continue, you're allowed to say to your cousin, hey, I don't actually let people talk to me like that. So if you're going to continue to call me names, I'm actually going to have to hang up the phone. I love you, and I'm sorry that, like, this is what it had to come to, right? Not This is not an apology for having a boundary. This is just like the English version of like, that's too bad for you, but this is my boundary. It's not like a real, I'm sorry, right? It's funny that that just like automatically comes out of our mouths, right? Even though like we're not sorry, like we tend to apologize for something that's going to make somebody else uncomfortable and we're willing to be uncomfortable if it means that like we don't make anybody else uncomfortable, like we're willing to squirm and like go to all the family functions as long as we don't have to bring up something that somebody else is doing that's like really not okay, right? This is not just about preferring certain behavior. This is like, this is genuinely not okay with me. All right, so you're allowed to set up a boundary. And if somebody else is putting their thoughts out loud, and they're ones that are just extremely difficult to coach yourself through. Like, I just don't want you to feel like you have to be around this person any more than you actually want to. Now, I know you're going to want to say, or it's possible that you might want to say, but I love this person and I do want to be around them. I just want them to change. This person is not going to change. The purpose of a boundary, the purpose of having these conversations is not to get this person to change. They might change when they realize like you're not spending a lot of time with them or you won't put up with certain behavior. It's like, it's like if somebody smoked and you had a lung condition that made it impossible to breathe around smoke, you could just tell them, Hey, I love you. Cause that's what boundaries are. They're a loving way to express to a person what's allowed and not allowed around you. You could be like, you can totally smoke, but I can't be around you when you're smoking. So I'm going to have to go somewhere else. We are not doing this to manipulate their behavior. We're just letting them know or not letting them. Well, you don't, you don't, you don't have to let them know, but they might ask you, why are you not around me? You could be like, well, because I'm, I can't be around smoke. It actually like irritates my lungs in a way that I can't breathe. That's it. That's a really healthy boundary to set. It's funny that we let ourselves set boundaries around things like health, but not around like emotional health or mental health. Right. And you might change your boundaries like further along when you're like, Oh, I can totally handle like this thing. But for the most part, I think boundaries are kind of like those things that we wouldn't tolerate no matter how mentally or emotionally healthy we were. We'd just be like, no, that's just, I don't, I don't let people do that around me. So the person might change their behavior. That person might be like, oh, well, I totally want to spend time around you. So I guess if I'm going to spend time around you, I'm going to have to not smoke so that we can spend time together. And that might be an added extra benefit. Like, oh, awesome. Like they're going to change, but don't set, don't have this conversation with somebody 
like I really don't like this so you're gonna have to change or else I'm not gonna be able to be around you just let them know like this is my boundary here's what I'm doing and then if they change awesome if they don't which you should just expect they're probably not going to it doesn't mean anything about you it doesn't mean you're not lovable it doesn't mean that they that you're not important enough to them or that they don't want to change for you it doesn't mean any of those things you're totally worthy of all the love in the entire world but humans are imperfect at loving people okay and we tend to put ourselves first before other people and that's okay we're gonna let other people do that we're not gonna take it personally we're not gonna make it mean anything about you so you set your boundaries and then you decide how much time you're gonna spend with this person and who you're going to be when you're with them that's a that's another episode that we will cover but for now let's just go back over so I'm going to go backwards. Number three was setting boundaries. Give yourself permission to set healthy boundaries around how much time you will spend around people who choose to be very mean, okay, and have their their very negative thoughts out loud. It's okay. You have my permission. Give yourself permission. I think the person inside of you is like actually dying to have permission from you. So could you just lovingly like put your hand on your heart and be like, I'm so sorry that I have ignored your desires by not setting a boundary that would make you more emotionally or mentally healthy like i'm going to do that for you now because i love you when we approach boundaries from a place of i love myself and i love the other person you just can't go wrong because love isn't wrong it just can't be wrong even if it feels uncomfortable it doesn't mean that it's wrong so that's number three set loving healthy boundaries with other people from a place of love for yourself and love for them number two was do 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 when somebody tells you what they actually think of you and you think that it's true remember you get to decide what you think about you and you get to decide is it a problem that this person thinks this about me am i okay to just love myself with who i am right now exactly as I am, even with all my flaws. This is something you're going to practice every single day. Because we have practiced for a long time, not approving of ourselves, not loving ourselves. And so your job is to offer yourself unconditional love all the time. Unconditional. That's the kind of love people need. Stop trying to earn your love by being more successful, by doing things right, by getting everything done on your to-do list. You don't have to earn your own love. You can just offer yourself kindness and a safe place to be right now. As you are, you are good enough to love yourself. Love only helps people. It can't ever hurt to love yourself before you've reached the goal, before you've done all the things. Do it from a place of loving yourself first, okay? And then number one, the thoughts that other people are thinking about you, they're not really their thoughts, they're yours. And so just notice it from a place of curiosity. Just be really curious. What am I thinking about myself? Oh, that's so interesting. Do I want to keep that thought? And then I'll just add on, when you're around that person again, and your brain wants to tell you the same thing, be like oh yeah I remember that my brain loves to offer me that thought like 
like that my this person thinks my clothes are ugly and I remember that that means that I just think my clothes are ugly and then I just have to ask myself is that actually true and if it's true then I just say and I love me anyway and if it's not true remind yourself that that's not true be like I'm totally lying to myself when I say this and this is what I'll end on this is kind of like what I started writing the podcast from is I know that this sounds great. I know that you want to do this. The price for getting really good at this is discomfort. By that, I just mean your stomach's going to hurt a little bit or it's going to feel hard to breathe. Your heart might start beating really fast. It's uncomfortable to think new thoughts about yourself, to do the hard work of looking at your thoughts and changing them. But I promise when you do this, you become a person who is confident, who is calm, and who's affecting other people in this big, beautiful way. You're already doing so much good in the world, just being the kind soul that you are. But imagine how much more good you could do if you weren't preoccupied all the time with what other people are thinking about you. Just imagine like the force for good that you can be in a conversation with a friend and in the world, in the school, and wherever you are, at your work, in your family. Imagine what you can do when you're able to feel clear of judgment for yourself, of all this shame that you've created. Now, I know this is difficult. I know this podcast is just going to help you on its own because you're going to be thinking about this. You're going to start examining things. But I'd also love to work with you one-on-one and help you figure out how to love who you are right now because you're enough right now and that's not going to stop your progress it's going to make it go further and faster when you love who you are right now and you accept who you are i'm going to help you change your thoughts about you you can find me at thought boss coaching on instagram you can always send me an email nicole at thoughtbosscoaching.com. I will literally personally answer it. That's the beautiful thing about having a one-on-one coaching practice is all the interaction is one-on-one. It's you and me. And I would love to chat with you about this. If you're nervous, if you're scared to set up a consultation, if you're like, what does that mean? I just want to tell you real quick. It's just a conversation that we have. And I let you know, here's my services. Here's how much they cost. Here's how long we work together. And would you like help making that decision from a place of loving yourself? And I make sure that this is a good choice for you and for me. But most of all, I just trust you to make a good decision. So if you're interested in um, learning what it would be like and figuring out, okay, what would this be like in my life? I would love to just hop on a call with you and have a conversation it's a really fun conversation and I'm going to show you exactly where I think things are going wrong in your head and let you know that it's okay, that it's okay for you to be there. There's nothing wrong with you. I already think you're an amazing person and I know that you're already doing amazing things in the world, but if you want to feel better and that's the phase that you're at in life right now where you're like, it's time for me to be emotionally and mentally healthy and I maybe need some help with that because I can't see my own blind spots that's what I'm here for and I love you and I recognize the courage that it takes to 
talk with somebody who maybe feels like a stranger. I know I'm a stranger to you. Um, but if you're interested in that and you're like, yeah, I'm definitely there and I want to know, it is zero pressure on this call. I do not let anybody sign up who's not 100% a yes. There are people that I'm not going to click with. Sorry, just hit a bucket. I'm in my closet recording this podcast because everybody in my house is sick and they're all taking up all the space. So I had to find a quiet place with good acoustics. <laughs> so I'm in the closet. Anyway, um, we only move forward if it's a yes for you and it's a yes for me. And that means like an absolute 100% yes. Like, oh my gosh, 100% this is what I need and who I need it with. I'm not going to be a good fit for everyone. Chances are if you've listened to this podcast for a while and you love it and you just want more and more, probably we're going to be a good fit, possibly. So just trust your instincts and there's no harm in just booking a call with me. It's completely free, which is fun. It's free because I want you to be able to know without having to spend any money if we're a good fit and because it actually benefits me to get you on a consultation because then I get to know my clients' problems even better and even deeper. So even if you don't say yes, even if you don't want to move forward, I'm so grateful for the time that you took so that I can continue to help other people and put out more free content that really speaks very specifically to your problems. So you're doing me a favor by getting on one of these consults, consultations. They're just a call. It's like an hour and a half. I leave an hour and a half for us. And you're also doing you a favor because you get to figure out what's actually going on in your head and you get to figure out here's exactly what the solution is. And then you get to decide, okay, is this a good time? Is this a good price? And is this a good person to help me get where I want to go? So anyway, that's, I just wanted to add to the end a little bit what a consultation is so that you don't feel so afraid to book it. And so, because I genuinely want you to get like, the person that you want on your side. If you want me on your side weekly talking to you in your ear, essentially creating like your own personal podcast for you every week over Zoom, like this is a great, like this is the perfect program for you because it's one-on-one. It's all of the stuff in the consultation is always 100% confidential. I won't tell your mom. I won't tell Instagram. I won't tell my husband. Like I take it very seriously to keep the things that you're telling me. Like I, that's a sacred trust that you've placed in me and they're very vulnerable conversations because you get to tell me how you're feeling about stuff. And that's stuff that we don't usually talk about, which leads me to another point, which is that being on a consultation allows you to just kind of air everything. It helps you realize, oh, this is how I've been feeling for so long. Like it makes sense now that I've gotten it out of my head. And then I'm going to show you, oh, here's everything in your head. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was thinking this so much. Like, I definitely want to take care of that. I definitely don't want to feel like that anymore. Anyway, if you have more questions about this or you just want to chat, just send me a message on Instagram. Hey, Nicole, I listened to your last podcast. It was amazing. This thing stuck out to me. I would so love to hear from you. I love hearing that from you because I love knowing um, when something is really hitting the nail on the head and when it's really resonating for you. So, all right, I will see you guys next week. Thanks for being here. Hey, it's me, Nicole. 
Wasn't that fun? I love chatting with you every week and I love even more hearing how it helped you. So leave a rating and review and send me a message on Instagram with what I should coach on next. For even more good stuff, including my free anxiety course and my relationships course and more, sign up for my email list at thoughtbosscoaching.com.